bella everybody bienvenidos welcome back to the one the only knee slapping k-pop podcast and girl by the time this is released it will be my fucking birthday party celebrate mm. Mm. yes it'll be fun anyways i am here it is oh, sorry it is your girl maria and i am here with kayla hello and uh and sammy hello party and we are here to have a really fun topic to conclude high pores two weeks in april use was supposed to be month now it's just april but don't don't be mistaken this won't be the last time we talk about hybe but we decided to keep it fun light and easy for this kind of birthday video and today we're just gonna be talking about unpopular opinions hive edition but specifically opinions taken fun from the um subreddit unpopular k-pop opinions so yes this will be yes. a time yes yes <laughs> this will be very because there, there are some a, interesting opinions there's some wild <laughs> there's just a lot of uh, just a lot of takes um there's a lot a of lot takes. takes so many of those takes are the same take a lot of them again, are the same take yes again. yes so we did try to like we are keeping it to like one take per take topic, if you will, because I don't need eighteen takes that say that BTS was better ten years ago. Uh huh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was we, hasn't even been ten. Yeah, actually, oh yeah, it hasn't it has even been, been ten, 10 <laughs> years, and yet somehow they were the better ten years. I'm sure ago. someone has that opinion out there. Someone does. Someone does. All right. <laughs> so we have just we have a group of these here. We will be going around each reading a take. And then talking about that take. Yes, yes. Essentially, we're not going to be reading the full take. They are We will just be many paragraphs. Some of these are like essays. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Some people have a lot of opinions. Yes. They have a lot of thoughts. And then uh, and then the chats below them get petty as fuck sometimes. My God. They really do. Some they of y'all on Reddit be wilding out. I'll just put it that we, way. Yeah, we... we we will sometimes be going into the into the the chat and the comments. Many a times I will not be involving myself in that. Uh-huh. God, some of y'all be wild and out. Yes. Some of y'all do be wild and out. Y'all need more schooling. No, I'm kidding. Right. Um. <laughs> so who wants to go first? Who wants to read the first one? Uh, Kayla? Kayla? Sure. Right? So I found this one. I found it very funny immediately from the title of the ones Maria got for us. <laughs> and it is Yeonjun from TXT is going to end up being the Cha Eunwoo of his group. I have so many and I just you read that sentence and you really try to understand what they mean by that. Um, so essentially, the post um, has a lot of words. It essentially so just goes on to summarize all of Yunjun's specific individual activities. A lot of them are him doing a lot of fashion-related stuff, being a brand ambassador, being on like a magazine cover shoots and stuff like that. Um. Essentially just list all of that. And then at the end says that they say they're going to be the Cha Unwu because Unwu also started off smaller, like Unju doing small activities, solo stuff here and there, being an MC, getting the brand deals. And then he got more known. But then they make the two caveats that I don't see him being an actor, which is kind of like the big which Cha Unwu thing. Which is the entire thing, thing. that Cha Unwu does. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like and what like being Cha, Cha Unwu is, is an actor. <laughs> And then 
They also say that Hive doesn't send individual TXT members on a lot of variety shows or other stuff, but they see they feel that if Yeonju were to get more popular, they could see shows requesting him. And I feel like the big the big downside the to big this post here is, is the Cha Eunwoo is an actor. He's one of the most well known famous idol actors, actors in Yeonju yeah. from TXT. He's not going to be an actor. That's so what like we the know big of. Thing at with least Cha right now. He's not gonna no, he seems to have no interest in acting whatsoever. Has yeah. never been an actor. Does not seem to. Has never stated anywhere that he wants to be an actor. None like of the it. only actors the I'm aware of from with Hive Sha- have been like probably V and Jin. V and Jin. And that's v and Jin, BTS, honestly. So. And that's BTS. And I can see them getting maybe some in hype and boys. The TXC boys seem to have no interest in it whatsoever. My thing with this the is The other that... big thing that's a point of disagreement here, I see a lot in the comments, is that also when you refer to someone being a Cha and Wu, it is meaning you are the face of the group. And for a lot of times when people look at Astro, it's there's a it significant is... gap in popularity from Unwu yes. to the rest of the group, and that is mm. very true. I don't see that happening to a member no. of TXT where there is that large that of a popularity Honestly, uh, if I were to say that about anybody in terms of the face of the group, it's to a much lesser extent, but I would also say it's Subin more than Way Yeonjun. more than Yeonjun, yeah. It's Subin, yeah, and, and also, even then, I think Subin the thing with... But there to be that big of a popularity gap. I don't think people realize about Cha Unwu. Cha Unwu, while being the face of Astro to an national audience to a korean audience is astro and yeah. two you have to think of it that he is essentially an extremely famous person in korea to your average korean person he does a million brand deals he's in show upon show upon show extremely popular being a cha unwu is not even just rare for an idol it's rare for an actor yeah he is very good at his job like I also want to point out that... It's just that that is, like, specifically the Cha Unlu, I think, is the, is, the is the problem. It's like, if there is probably a better person to compare what this person is thinking of than to than Cha Unlu. Yeah. Yeah. And also the fact that I, I agree with this person greatly that said being the most popular member does not equal being the Cha Unlu. Yes, 100%. Cha yeah. is a very specific situation. Yes, Like, exactly. I feel like this person might be thinking maybe that they're... And I'm comparing them to another actor. I'm maybe thinking the, the Yeah, like the not, face. Not, like, not, I, I don't even going, think that's a close I don't comparison. even think that... I don't think it... But I think it's closer than the Cha Unwu. Yeah. I don't know who I... Like realistically speaking maybe we're thinking like i don't even know who sh- this person would be thinking of it's- possibly sean Wu, just because they're the most like in terms of popularity to other members of their group they are a very it's that kind of situation but realistically speaking it makes no sense it doesn't and i it's it, i really think it's just the the cha unwu specifically that is it that's a bad, bad person to it's compare a, such a to. particular it's such opinion a bad- <laughs> But it's also such a particular person. Yeah. Like, Cha Eun-woo created this whole thing from not being an idol. It's from him being an actor. You know who I can can see this being more of a comparison or something? If you want to, like... Compare him to like I don't like Irene or or Susie or someone yeah, who does like exactly. mainly like brand deals, brand not so and much stuff. acting. Yeah, well, like, yeah. yeah, you does a little bit of acting here and there. Irene, Irene. I'm so, oh no, IU. I thought you said IU. 
No, Irene. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I was ever in a group to, to compare her I was about to. to say, I was, like, very confused. I'm like, I you. Okay, never mind, never mind. Irene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I see people in here coming up with other people that this could be true for, but none of them have done acting yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People keep bringing up Sunghoon, and Sunghoon, I don't Sung know Hoon. if he can act. <laughs> From Ed Hypen, and I'm like, I don't know if that's an actor. It's like we only got Sung Sunghoon figure skating. That's really the only Sunghoon figure the skating. The only thing we got Sung on Sunghoon. Honestly, yeah, until Sunghoon decides like, to acting is popular with acting. He's, then. It's still too early for that. Yeah, exactly. Like, Ed Hypen, it's, it's early. Yeah, yeah. But realistically speaking, I don't see him being that. Yeah. I can see him maybe even doing like a King Daniel one one situation, right? If that. But even then, I don't think the disparity in popularity, disparity in popularity is, is not enough in, within any that. other members of TXT. I don't would be interesting to see who from TXT gets a solo first. I, feel like I it would also be feel like Yunjun specifically has his popularity overestimated in the international K-pop fandom oh, in comparison yeah. to within his popularity the, in Korea. the Korean fandom, yeah. I do believe it's more of a Subin situation. Yeah. And I also do think to an extent in the international fandom, it is also Subin. <laughs> True. I also think that. I yeah. do also. I think that in both, it is Subin, and I do think Yeonjun, while close, is a little overestimated just because he does get a lot of those opportunities. But that is also because Yeonjun is far more outgoing than Subin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Subin, like, gives off more shy Subin's vibes. a very sweet boy. I love him. Mm -hmm. But he is not the... He's, a, he's an introvert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He seems like an introvert. All right. So shall we go to our second unpopular our opinion? Our second unpopular opinion. All right. I want to talk about this one because technically this is the only one on here that has quote unquote been deleted. Uh-huh. Everything else at the at least at the moment that we're recording this is there. Yes. But we have gotten the context of this. We did read it when it was out and I want to talk about it because there are very few and team opinions mm -hmm. on this subreddit. Mm -hmm. So is what Hive is doing will hurt and team as a group in the long run. And that is the fact that essentially they're saying that debuting and team as a Japanese group and not a K-pop group will hurt them in the long run. And here, as two, as the two, uh, as the two online K experts of the K-J-pop experts. experts, I think we can say not experts. Me. We coined not that me, term before two. that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. we, we coined this term. This is our term. We, you know, it's not experts. your term until you copyright it. You know that. <laughs> or print a hey. patent for it. Hey, I would like to say that we were probably the first people online to use it. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm, I'm shitty on you. We probably uh, are one of the first people to say this we are term the, We are one of the, I genuinely believe we are some of the first people to notice this occurrence. Notice it, but also have talked about it. And also have publicly yeah, talked about it, yeah. yes. But realistically speaking, like, I under... I, I'm very curious, to, the specific points here were interesting... Because this group is its own group. This group is targeting a Japanese market. That group has maybe, I believe, only two Korean, one Korean in it. One Korean, and I think one, one Taiwanese Korean. member, and then everyone one else Korean is Japanese. One Korean, one Taiwanese member, and both of those members came pre from Island. They mm -hmm. are not kids that were on the show. All the kids that made it into the group from that show were all Japanese. Uh -huh. Well, I, I, this is a well, one of them is, I think, one of the Japanese kids is also German, I think, but I don't know if it's yes, German. Yes, but he is, but I'm talking in terms of his ethnicity-wise, he is Jap- he is not Korean. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, they not are Korean. not, like, they're not out here putting- the, there were Koreans on that show. He is Japanese, though. Yeah. The only, the only Korean in there is EJ, 
and uh he was island so he's island yeah. so he's not even in that i think term. another part I... of this post is also them not liking the brother group concept with and hyping because i feel like i think yeah. they think that it makes Antim look as just like an extension off an of extension of hyping i can see that but i also see that as being i just see I them also as their own separate thing too as well i don't but really also, see the connection i see besides that the as being a very debut era specific thing because yeah. they are, they are no escaping from being doing from the yeah. the vampire werewolf werewolf concept. like there's a very yes. clear connection between the two groups right now and i don't think that's a bad thing i think it's kind of fun they a lot of these kids were on the same survival show together yeah like, and i, I see like, a lot of people also talking cute. about that they didn't like that they performed into the island with with uh and hyping right and well i can see that as if if we continue to do this but that was one a one-off thing too these kids are friends they are going to interact a lot they're very same age groups. a lot of them have yeah. a very traumatic experience together. they went through a traumatic experience <laughs> that together. too as well they know each other let's yeah. be real so, though, survivor shows survivor shows are very um they, they get you in the field specifically island you. was very traumatizing yeah. specifically so, island so was very traumatizing island, yeah was the, this japanese specifically show the and audition show and was audition very sweet yeah very nice good time only became traumatizing right at the end which makes but otherwise which is like everyone had a great because time. like you know it's fine out who I actually do did the think that i also do think that the Japanese market, if they can get a foothold, which, again, the problem with being a J-pop group in that way is that in terms of boy groups, J-pop is a monopoly. Oh, we know about that monopoly, don't we? The Johnnies and the Exiles. The Johnnies and all of... Yeah, the, that is one company. That is essentially where most boy groups... But Exile's most, a different company, isn't it? They're all kind of in a similar, like, conglomerate situation. Isn't there a and company really- called Lay One Two, or am I thinking that out of my ass? Lake One? Is it I- Wake One? What was that? No, Wake One is the, gr- Wake One's the company that does, uh, that has all of the, it's CJ and M. Oh, no, no, like, th- whoever does produce Japan, the companies that own oh, produce Lapone. Japan That's Lapone. Oh, Lapone, there we That's go. That's Lapone, but Sorry, also Lapone only has about four groups. Okay, yeah. Lapone is not the main player here in Lepone, the J-pop sphere. I think sphere. now has debuted one group that is not made on yes. um a produced season so but still has but still, but still has, many has kids ties were, were on produced. many children yeah. yeah that's d dx team yep. uh did like their debut would recommend in terms of the yes yes kj pop of it all um but i do think that japan is a market that does can be tapped and also i do think that it is good for them to be in a market that like do try to crush a monopoly that everyone else has on there. Oh, yeah. yeah, for yeah, at least male idol exile groups. Tribes. Yeah, for at least male idol groups, crush that monopoly yeah. a little bit. Make them a little bit Because, scared. like, the first ones really was Lapone. Lapone did start uh, bringing out with J.O. One. Lapone, I think, it does is start the really Girl. only company who has a chance of breaking into the the mainstream J-pop boy group outside of, like, Exile and Johnny's. They're the only yeah. because I think Those they have two the are really stuff. a monopoly situation. It's, it's, and it's also, if you look in the background of that company, really bad stuff is going on there. So, yeah, Recently, there's a lot of th- there's some there's things that were discovered about there. the founder of Johnny's that's like really, really well, bad. Well, also, stuff. Yeah. uh, kind of not surprising things. To no, be not su- unfortunately, they're it's not, not surprising, surprising in it's, any it's, capacity. It's unfortunately not surprising, but it's still fucked up either way. But, yeah. like you know uh but realistically speaking i do think that it is good to try this in a different market mm-hmm. do i think that possibly making and team a k-pop group would have possibly made them more popular 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Like, that is a very specific situation because then you're also dealing with, okay, so we're making a K-pop group out of a group that is six sevenths Japanese. And then I don't know how that how well that goes. That's over. an interesting choice. Yeah. They have one Korean in that whole group and we're making the K-pop group? Okay, yeah. sure. Like, I, I think that this is a J-pop group. They just are a J-pop group and they like they and i feel like debuting them as a j-pop group was a correct choice considering they had all these leftover members from island and a lot of them were japanese to begin with yes and i think hive has probably wanted to take advantage of like the k-j-pop market now anyway so i feel like and like there are people in japan that know about bts who probably are aware of hive and i think there's like a sizable base of people there and i also think txt and unhype and are decently popular in japan i think any k-pop group is so why not create a group that gets going to cater to that market but also not directly to that potential though for people outside of they could debut in korea k-pop groups debut in japan i'm still hoping for that jo1 i know yeah i think also has the option to potentially be popular overseas all the other can do yeah i think vzu is planning too so that's already yes i think covid fucked up all those plans because i feel like a lot of those groups planned to do that and then just couldn't go to korea for years oh yeah and that was um, unfortunate for them, but yeah. But I do think a lot of these groups can do that cross promotion. Well, now with Most XG kind of getting popular, I wouldn't be surprised if some people might look into that and be like, mm, maybe we but should. XG is just a K-pop group, though. Well, XG yeah, but they, they are doing group. it in English. But still, some of them might be like, maybe we should promote on these Korean TV shows a little bit. The, the uh, performance shows. Jo One's been doing that since debut. <laughs> No, yeah, but I think more might be looking into doing that. That was what I'm saying, because for that reason. To be like, oh, maybe it's worth it to kind of just hop over here. Not just for Korea's sake. Right. But for the international sake. Right, right. All right. Uh, Maria, do you have one? Oof. Um, There's so many. Let's see. What's, and that's a good thing. That's the thing, too. Um, There's a lot, but it's a matter of which one do I want to do. Um... Ooh, how about this one? Because this one's a little bit timely now, considering that when we're recording this, it's only like a day or two after he released his single. Not his EP yet, but a single. Uh, this one is, Jimin's vocals aren't what they used to be, and it's Hive's fault. And so the summaration of this is that this person is saying that um, they believe that um, they love his visuals as a dancer and stuff like that. And uh, thought that his voice was great, and then, and then like looking into it, it's kind of just like the kind of thinking that it's Hive's fault that his voice has kind of changed over time, and um, they think it's Hive's fault for age. Yes, I guess. And she said, they think okay, they those think are saying Hive should have apparently Jimin trained Jimin. This longer. person at this point believes that that Hive should have stopped Jimin from aging. <laughs> Apparently, and like apparently thinking that Jimin should have trained longer and pushed back BTS's debut date, and that so, you know it's like oh Jimin wasn't confident enough in his stuff and stuff, and he should have tried harder, and you know th- they should have given him more time to train and push back the debut to BTS and blah blah blah. Again, my favorite thing in all of this is that they liked his voice back in those eras when he was apparently not trained. Yes, apparently, but now it's bad. 
okay. It's interesting. Though, I don't know what me, this person's trying to say. I don't know. Is my I question. <laughs> like, like my thing is like, if he wasn't, if he only trained for eight months, why did you like his untrained voice? Not his voice seven years later. As I, this people also, also talking about. Out, keep in mind this this post is from a year ago. So, yeah, um, this is but like also I want to point out of... something that doesn't make sense a lot of times to me with people being like, well, they didn't train. That's why their voice sounds like this. I'm like, you think these people stop getting vocal lessons and stop doing any kind of vocal training the minute they debut? You think that that is only a pre-debut thing? You think these people just say fuck it to their voice afterwards? No, they like continue. Is my question voice, like, do they typically. not like... Like, you, you realize that by this point, it's not just that he had eight months. He had eight months plus the seven years since, that's, uh, like, essentially at this year, ten years since BTS's right. debut. So that's, mean, like, ten years and eight months. Outside of this, like, weird you paragraph You can dislike the here. way that his, but here's the thing. I think a lot of people do things very singly in like you can dislike the way he is singing you can dislike the vocal tones you can dislike a lot of things that does not mean that he is an untrained singer and that does not mean that he's a bad singer because mm-hmm. i think that a lot of people sound really weird when they sing uh-huh. and that is of choice not something that that's because they're untrained or the company's pushing them to go or the company's some sort pushing of them in a different direction yeah. or whatever right. but i'm just saying that like realistically speaking like it's not y- it's not that his vocals are bad. It's that his vocals are not your cup of tea. Yeah. That's, and that's fine. I will you say this, You can dislike though. someone. Me and Kayla. Without saying that. Mm. I don't think me and Kayla necessarily love his recent vocals. It on sounds his, No, really I don't think his song. recent vocals are that it good. A no, lot of auto-tune. But I don't Holy think cow, that the he's a bad, vo- but I don't think he's a bad. I don't I, think he's well, bad. I think I it think, was piss poor choices for that song. It was I think. I also think that's more of a production choice. That's a creative decision. That's not that he can't sing it. I think he perfectly well could sing it. But I do think that that was a artistic choice. Yeah. And Way it too was much on a bad, bad creative choice. I think it was a creative choice, but you can dislike creative choices without saying this person actually sucks at a singer. Yeah, you don't know someone. I also don't like the way they sound. I think Rose counts kind of bad. I was about to say. Me. I thought you were going to say. I don't Rose. like Rose. I think some people feel the same way. I don't like her singing way. choices. I think she's a good singer. Right. I think she can sing. I don't like the creative choices that they do to her voices. Yeah. And that's I feel like they fine. push her in a certain way they to push sing. Her, they push her to do indie voice. Yeah. They push her to yeah. do indie yeah. voice. And it's going to fuck up her like voice it. more if they keep doing that. That's but also, I don't know if it's going to fuck up her voice because you can train yourself to do indie voice. I, I think her voice will be fine. I just think her voice just doesn't sound like a voice I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean she's a bad singer. Right. Because honestly, for her to be able to sustain indie voice for the last seven years... Her voice has to have, like, she has to have pretty decent training to be able to sustain a voice like that for seven years. Uh Uh-huh. I, but I don't like it. And that's fine. Yeah, Jamin, my concern with Jamin at this point is if he's able to actually sing live during these performances. I'm not quite sure, especially with the latest auto-tune edification, which is basically a production choice on the song, if that's going to, um affect that a lot i have a sinking feeling it might potentially but then again maybe for that song that he's going to promote you know maybe it's more so he's going to focus on a performance and not so much the singing for that track but also like you also want to sound good live and it's it's one of those things that you need to have heavy auto-tune in the studio version to do it i kind of have 
I truly <laughs> do think that he... Here's the thing. There is a difference between having heavy auto-tune as a production choice and a stylistic issue mm. and being able to and not being able to sing it at all. I do think that he is able to sing those notes perfectly fine. They don't sound like they're out of his range. They sound like notes he's hit in other BTS songs before. Mm -hmm. I do think that is specifically being added to the track as a choice. Right. Similar to how, surprisingly, uh, you know, remember T-Pain? Oh. very See, good but, singer but that's also, actually a very good singer but i felt like all his use of autotune was pretty all a good, choice though. like all a choice another though. one is chanmo chanmo's a rapper in korea who's fairly popular he i think uses autotune tastefully he doesn't rely on it all the time but when he does use it it's in a way that makes sense and doesn't okay make but it also i do think we all it. have to remember one thing every if you can hear auto-tune, that's because they want you to. Yeah. Because every studio recording is full of auto-tune. If you can tell it's auto-tuned, that's because they want you to. Mm -hmm. Because every piece of studio recording is auto-tuned. Oh, I imagine everything these days has a ton everything of auto-tune, auto but some is more no obvious than you know? That's because it's, but that's because it's a choice. If you can hear it, it's because they any decent sound engineer can hide it fine. They can make it sound like you're just hitting that note with your natural voice. If you can hear it, it's a choice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's it for me on that one. Um, who's next? All right, so might Caleb. as well talk about this now because we talked about the and team of it all. Oh um, god, this one's this one this one's sad. So this one says Island is the best survival show despite its ambiguous ethics. I <laughs> like the phrase ambiguous ethics. Yeah. <sighs> so um essentially I would also like to point that and they do say directly, it has come to my attention that Ed Hypen were deeply traumatized by the structure of this show. Um yes, they, they were. This this show this is This was cruel. a wildly yeah. traumatizing show. Um, this show also, this show being done in the middle of COVID yes. did not help its traumatizing nature, considering that it is, it became so little people in a very, very isolated situation. And I'm just going to take You a, were watching essentially a pod. It is. These people were each other's pods. Mm -hmm. It was a, honestly pods. one of the worst survival shows I've ever watched because it was just depressing. Like everything about it was depressing and sad and they looked like they like, were like having a terrible specifics. time. We have, I think, 10 hours on Island Too on, much. This, on this channel. I also just want to read some quotes from this post because I feel like it adds to it. One of these is that the show itself was a way... Of course, a way to quickly improve the trainees' abilities, as all survival shows are, but what's special about it is it's quite honestly sadistic structure. It is very sadistic. Um, and then it goes on to call the show genius. I can't help but appreciate the insane entertainment value this structure offered. The small cast of trainees only heightened the drama. Look, if you're out here looking for drama, if you're out here looking for sadness, if you're out here looking for trying to break the human spirit, mm -hmm. Island. Like, I question, Those too, why they were so, so harsh on them, especially when you compare to, like, and, and Audition. It's kind of just like... The thing with And Audition, I hell? think, and I truly think that, one, it is... I think that the the actual feedback given on these shows, I think the problem was how small the cast was. 
because they had there was only so many people they could spread everybody kept getting harsh criticism because there was no one else to give harsh criticism to yeah it was the same people over and over they couldn't cut to different people because i think the amount of harsh because we're watching boys planet right now there's some harsh criticism on that show and the thing is it can be spread out amongst people because there's there's 90 something people 60 something people there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. when there's only like 20 of you and what only 12 of you actually are going to get airtime yeah guess what those same 12 people are going to get that harsh i think there's too few people for the style of show they were doing because it was a very produce style show two those kids were too isolated yep because they were it was covid so they had no help there was no one in there to help them and i i think that was the main problem of that show it just was bad timing and also the fact that, like, it was essentially a Lord of the Flies. It was like Big Brother. Oh, yeah. You left them there alone. What I do like about this show is the fact that the voting did not matter because they wrote Good. a structure into the show, so the production actually ended up mostly creating the group. That is the only yep. good thing I can say I enjoyed about the structure of the show. I think this is one of the most traumatic, like, environments you can put a group of trainees into. Honestly, if you want to watch a show that has that same structure, because for the most part in And Audition, it was very different. Like, no one got eliminated in And Audition until the finale when they created the group. Everything was just challenges of teamwork. Yeah. Which is good. Keep the teamwork aspect. And then proceeded to just be mostly production with a little bit of voting. Right. They made the structure of that be, like, even within, on the finale, they were like, and, like, and I believe it was only about 20% of the votes came from people. No of it was production. Like that, yeah. Something around it might have been it might have been a third right. if I could remember correctly, but it was like a large percentage came from majority came from production standpoint, right, which right. is good because those people know those people. And as we're looking at Boys Planet and that show, yeah, uh, I fear for my life. I know, I do, I truly do. I fear for my own sanity. Honestly, I think the show was too cruel. It is. It is. And it's, like, clearly, as, like, members of a Hyde notes out, that intro song traumatizes them. Like, this is yeah. clearly a very, like, I don't that think that was- the fucking intro song fucks you up. Like, yeah, the intention of the show, I don't think, was to make it this traumatic, but I also think that being I in a global think, pandemic added yeah. to the trauma. I don't think the, the global trauma. pandemic helps. Yeah. I do think that it was very much trying to do- a show that was probably a because that show does give a little bit of produce vibes because it is CJ and yeah. mm-hmm. I do think that's a structure of a show that works when you have a lot of people. When you make it so intimate, it's like if produce started with only the top twenty four contestants, right. yeah. And I think, and then they had to do the ten episodes with twenty four people. Like it's, it's like if you did win or mix and match. But the style of Produce 101. Right, yeah. right. And also made it Big Brother because no one could leave or enter the house. I know. 
Well, because ever because it was COVID and because it was COVID, so like sick. nobody could come in or out. They mm-hmm. were alone. They couldn't have dance instructors. They couldn't really have that many mentors in the room. Like no, that's the craziest was, part that they had to figure that it out was loud. The essentially, worst part was that they were learning dances on iPads and teaching it to each yeah. other, which does not help their psyche. Mm-hmm. And also, a couple of them are like fourteen. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that they were just completely isolated, left to their own devices given little to no contact with anyone other than themselves little to no sleep and it's just like i can't imagine being a trainee and then automatically just thrust into that environment it does seem like very traumatic yeah i don't i i am curious how island two is gonna go about considering it's supposed to be i mean i think the thing with island two is that you can't do that to women at least in the sexist circles that is happening it's like with chwang 2019 and chwang 2020 yeah Um, Yeah. one of them got a military dorm and the other one got a princess castle the sexism is strong in these shows like you cannot do what you do to these boys to those girls for example you're never gonna get a wild idol but with girls yeah that wouldn't happen you can't do what you do to those boys to those girls it would be considered cruel even though if somehow it's not considered cruel when you do it to a 14 year old boy but because remember the army's worse children Uh probably it's probably that because it's like well you have to go into the army at some point so no it's also just pure sexism the girls can't handle it oh that too it's probably a factor of that too it's It's i feel like it's a combination of both and i think it's this i think it's the sexism but like honestly speaking i do think that those like i they have to read i i wouldn't be surprised if island two is a complete restructure yeah I also, because least, of the fact we're getting out of COVID Or at the very too, least, so. those girls are at the very least going to get mentors. Right. They right. probably those will. boys did not get mentors. They those probably boys will. did not get them. Yeah. Those boys got Rain and Zico for a half hour. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And nothing else. Yeah, it's no, not no. great. It's a bad idea. That show was an interesting time to all... All right, next one. Next one. Next what do one. I want to? This one's interesting. I would like to talk about the one that is Lee Seraphim is carrying their music, while New Jeans music is carrying them. Oh, yes, this one. So essentially, this person is essentially just saying that uh, Lee Seraphim has uh, overall discography is kind of lacking. But their stage presence is amazing and their performances are so good that it makes up for it. Wherein New Jeans music is amazing and enjoyable, but they don't have the kind of stage presence that their their stage presence is slightly lacking. You know I, what? I can see it. It's an interesting take. I can see where can it's see coming it. from. I can see what's going on with it. Because I do think that... I don't know if it's because uh, Lee Seraphim just also has far more experienced people. Mm-hmm. That too, because as well. between like your, um, yeah, like everyone I in that mean, group, they had two people prob- from a very successful, two, yeah, two people from Eyes girl one, group. One of them was more, on Produce Forty Eight. Yeah, they had Kazuha like, from like a f- ballet school, like. Yeah, all of these people, except maybe Unche, are, like, experienced people. They've done this before. Like, this is just a continuation of their career. Right. Where opposed new jeans are new. Well, I mean. They're brand new. Kazuma, though, hers is, like, performance of a different type of 
But still, Performing having a stage thing. presence. Yeah, but that's still stage presence. That's yeah, still, but it's different. That is though, still still. It's not the same kind of. But thing that is. As but that Idol. is something that the girls from New Jeans don't come with. Even that. True. I mean, I can see it. I, I can, can see, see where it. this person is coming from. I don't think. Like, I don't think. I'm not saying New Jeans has no stage presence. That's not true. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I am saying that I can see where that a lot of new jeans comes from the fact that they have great music they do 250 and um freaking frank has made some really solid music for them so far so like especially 250 he's had a fucking year his his own solo album one i think was it artist of the not artist of the year what am i saying electronic album of the year what is it the most prestigious korean music award award show like Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's had a pretty good year. Um, he's he's no joke. He's a pretty talented individual. So, like, yeah, I don't know if there is as much as... The other thing, too, I'm wondering is how much of a disparity between, you know, New Jeans music carrying Again, them and the Seraphim carrying them their music. Is I, I honestly, here's the thing. I don't think that... Well, this doesn't mean that, New, that Lee Seraphim's music is bad and that New Jeans stage presence is shit. That's not what any of that means. No, I do not. think that a lot of... Lee Seraphim songs, and I do think a lot of their concept does come from their charisma. Yeah. Oh yeah, they add to it a lot. They add the it. They they elevate it. it. Yeah. Whereas I don't know if that same type of charisma is necessarily needed or showcased within the new. Yeah, jeans and I think what is so what has happened to New Jeans essentially immediately is that because I mean, New their Jeans music, is very girl next door. Well, which because is very their music was like so different yeah. than everything going on in K-pop, people were immediately jumping yeah. on it. But it was the music that got people into it more it so music, than it was yes. members of the New girls. Jeans. Yeah. Yes. And also just the apps. The thing is that they, they, the music is what's drawing people in. And the, it is not the same kind of charisma being showcased. Yeah. As opposed to within Lee Seraphim. Again, this does not mean that, like, you know, Lee Seraphim's music shit and New oh, Jeans God, no. have no charisma. Uh-huh. That's not what we're saying. I do think it's but definitely different. the strengths They're of both vibes. groups. Yeah. The strengths of both groups lie within different uh, fields. And neither of which are bad, both of which are very good. I don't think, for example, take, like, a song like Replace the Last Two Comebacks. Take OMG and take Anti-Fragile. I think if you sw- swap them, they don't bring the- they don't hit the same. They yeah, don't. no. They feel if like comebacks them. that, like, only those groups can do kind of vibes, which yeah. is how you kind of want it almost for groups for the most part, because you Absolutely. want to feel like get- originally their song, not something that someone else can copy off of and just, you know, it feels unique to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they both have different strengths, and Frankly, I get New Jeans in a weird way reminds me a lot of SES because of like that girl next door vibe. And also maybe the fact too that their music is like a new old school kind of style and sound. But like there's definitely something with them that's giving kind of girl next door vibe, which I think is similar in the initial appeal of like SES becoming super popular back in the day. And it kind of, I feel like it kind of translates too into New Jeans, which is also funny too because. I, actually, I don't know how long necessarily Min Hee Jin did work at SM Entertainment. She, I don't know when she started there, but like she did work there for a long time. She probably picked up and learned a few things or two how to promote a girl group from SM Entertainment, and 
you know, the comparison's not lost on me there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like the Seraphim, I, I, I think they also are bringing a type of charisma and unique style that like fits them well, but also stands out amongst their peers. Like you can't, I don't know if you can really compare it to a lot of other people. Like, cause it's not, it's not like, a, it's not, it's different from the sexy groups in the past. It's different from what their other peers are doing currently. It's, it's, it's like a good standout kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. Uh, is it my turn now? If I'm not mistaken. It is. All right. Uh, you know what? While we're on the new jeans hype train, let's do another new jeans one. New jeans management is not as bad as people claim. <laughs> so essentially this one is kind of like- People claim it's bad? Uh, apparently people do claim it's bad. Uh, allegedly. This was probably during, though, the height of the, uh, oh, the cookie lyrics and oh, mini jeans, pedophile. This is from- Allegedly height. But anyways, um, let's see. Even though I get the concern of them being mostly minors, the whole mini jean issue, I've not seen that they were blatantly being sexualized. Let's see. I feel like they do really do treat them differently and more cautiously because they are on the younger side. And to be fair, Han was 14, is the only one who was shockingly young since the rest are 16, 17, and 18. Uh, the person thinks it's an unpopular opinion because apparently they've seen a lot of people point out every time they can that they can't debut because they're minors or that they are badly managed. Uh, the person thinks that their concepts suit their age range and that and that I... they're in and that their clothes that they're wearing are not too different from clothes I've seen my their nieces wear when they're that age. And, yeah. Oh no, nothing nothing New Jeans has ever worn has made me question anything. No, it's they it's look honestly like teens. They look like atypical they look teenagers. Like average teens. They look like teenagers. They look like an average teen. They look like Also, in the I think we have multiple times spoken about our opinions on these new weirdly conservative trend of minors can't debut in K-pop. Which is so Which weird, is that, especially that coming from a no bunch sense. of Americans too. Like, Look, I think it work again. I do think it works out with the weirdly conservative nature of a bunch of Gen Z kids. Yes, uh, Gen Z kids are very weird. Uh, but generally speaking, I do think we've spoken about this multiple times where we're like, that doesn't make any sense. Almost Every like you woke yourself out your too faves, much. <laughs> Every single one of your faves has debuted as a minor. If there is something inherently wrong with debuting as a minor. Or if not a uh, minor, just right fresh off of becoming an adult, no, pretty much. Here's the thing. Be- very few idols debut at 18 now. True. As, and, uh, as over to 18 To be fair, and, and, and like, actually, you actually, actually, hold up. I think you are so right, because technically legal adult in Korea is 19, so. Yeah, as an, as, as a, even if you take legal adult, like, 18-year-olds, mm-hmm. very, not many idols debut after the, like, you don't even have to look at Makne ages. And it takes you getting to a very, to a line in the group where you're dealing with in over 18 year like, old like if you're debuting if you're debuting at like 22 hag. 23 you're like ancient in a k-pop yeah. you're an old a hag right there yeah. it's weird it's, to it's, think it's too it's like it's confusing to me too as well because like hello jyp debuted even though they were short-lived a set of 11 year old twin boys as an act like Look in the early two thousand, Boa uh, was no, thirteen story. when she debuted. Like boy this story, is a new thing. We you looked know? up Boy Story last year, and they finally look like a like an average boy group. And that's been and they, like Boy Story has been around for however many years now. Just uh, actual children in a K-pop and not a K-pop group, but in a and now they finally all are teenagers. Now they finally while, look but... normal. Yeah, Boy Story debuted like five years ago, and it is only last year that they finally looked like a boy group. Yep, it's insane. 
It is But insane. no, realistically, that's what our opinion. Also, two, um, you want to know what's weirder to me when minors debut in K-pop is when they are so infantilized as to be like a lot of people are like, oh, they're sexualized. What freaks me out more is that, one, no one's debuting a 14-year-old with a sexy concept. That mm-hmm. gets called out immediately. What freaks me out is when they debut them with, like, little baby doll dress. They dress them like fucking dolls. Right. And that's weird to me because that is If anything, I think more creepy dudes infantilize they, kids more than super I think that that yeah. is almost, like, no one talks about that part, which is almost like a subgenre. Have you ever seen those, like, new goo girl groups that they're like, who di- who disbanded? Yeah. Oh, they look like they're in, they look like babies dolls what the fuck's going on yeah and i don't want to be a part of that that's weird to me new jeans look like you don't drive by high schools friends don't do it but if you were to like just walk by a high school anywhere in this in any country maybe not korea because they are i would say uh, for the states at least the states in the states (laughs) these kids dress like this look at the like everyone's this is this is how kids dress now yeah like and and not even that i feel like there was there's elements of their clothing that i remember kids wear in high school that they probably you could argue maybe should have should or should not have worn but like that, like this seemed appropriate age-wise for me like the, what they're wearing yeah. it's like again i think that nothing too talked really. about the cookie situation multiple times mm-hmm. i think the cookie situation was a lapse in judgment mm-hmm. do i think it was purposeful no that's the stupidest thing to do per- purposefully yeah i think it's the last thing any of them wanted to do i think the last thing oh, yeah. any of them want to do is do that on purpose that sounds like a bad that's such a bad idea I mean, I don't think their management is bad. If anything, their management's doing a decent job trying to get them opportunities and being, like, a fucking spokesperson for all these different fucking fashion brands now. They're, like, marketing the fuck out of them. Hell, they have a fucking McDonald's deal now as of the time we're recording like this. Immediately. Like, like immediately. Like, literally. Good for So them. soon. Like, they're doing, if anything, they're doing really well trying to market this group. My only concern is that they don't force, you know, these poor girls don't go into burnout super quickly because of this, but... I don't Which, know, because also I don't think that they're actually doing that much. It, it seems like they are, to- though. You know. They're around all the time, but it's not like... Like, that McDonald's deal, they're not promoting that. Any- like, it's just... They've been busy, but it doesn't... They're not... They aren't at, like... What, we're about to go on to, what, a full year-ish? Within a couple months? Yeah. I truly... Like, most groups within that first year do, what, three comebacks, and that's average? By that time, they will maybe have done three comebacks. I do think that they're averaging out. I don't think they're doing inherently so much more than every other group. I just think that they're doing a very good job of keeping themselves in the public eye. Yeah. That's that's what I do think is actually going extremely well for them. Right. Oh, yeah. They're doing fantastic at it. Like Because you don't really need to be doing 15 comebacks a year. You just need to do things, like, strategically at strategic intervals to keep yourself relevant. Right. And I do think Hive does that extremely well for their groups, where, like, they don't have- in particular has been sending their people to the fashion shows this year, I've noticed. The fashion- Hey, and all you gotta do is sit there. Mm -hmm. I know. You gotta gotta dress fashionably. Dress nice and sit there. And sit there. (laughs) And watch. And talk to people. Try to market Honestly, truly speaking, I have been seeing people being like, this is the year that BTS becomes, like- actual superstars because currently that is just proving that one all bts members are doing well solo right two surprising amount of men now know who bts is and know individual members which you know can only do good things 
I do think this is actually turning out to be a very good year for BTS wise. Even though the group more just going to join the military. Is gone, but yeah. The group is not around. Right. But I do think overall, I think with marketing, with the fashion shows, with the very strategic, like getting sign offs from people of like, damn, you're working with this person, you're working with that person. I saw a lot of guys loving that new J Hope song because of J. Cole. Well, J. It's Cole, like, it's J. Cole. J. Cole. Fucking J. Cole's oh, it's like J. Cole, But also, yeah. like, wh- how would this little K-pop boy get a sign-off from fucking J. Cole? And exactly. Because it's, like, it's a good song. And yeah. It's a different, like, it's a very different vibe than the It BTS is a vibe, vibe that J. Cole so would do. Actually, like, this is a J. Cole it vibe. It is a vibe J. Cole would do, but who, yeah. like, in the, in the eyes of your average man out here listening to hip-hop, Who's out here going to start listening to the K-pop boy that their uh, little sister likes? Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, that kind of like. Yeah, a lot don't. But... And, now, and now you get thrown into the world that is the BTS solo stuff. So, yes. like, I do think that that's actually a very good. I do think they are very good at the new marketing method of, like, keep your artists in the public eye by just allowing them to do, like, look at, it, it, since the BTS hiatus, look at sh- uh, RM solo stuff, J-Hope solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jin's solo stuff before he left, and now Jimin's. All of them are hitting different demographics. And I'm I'm willing to bet with his upcoming tour coming up, Sugar's got to probably Sugar's drop a release single or something, something. Right. a single or at an least EP, a single. Probably. I think I don't know if he because Jimin is like right is coming out in like a couple weeks, so I don't know if he has full time for like the full rollout of an EP. But at least a single, at least something. We're getting something. I mean, if if Sugar releases something, he's not going to go on a music show for it. It's going to be at his No, 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 no. But I'm saying that they're going to at least want to promote it and give people enough time to pre- all the pre-orders and stuff to come in if they're going to do, like, an actual release for it physically. Mm Mm-hmm. If it's not a mixtape. But, like, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I I do think that overall, I do think Hype has a very good marketing strategy. And it also is very good because looking at the amount of artists Hype has... We've talked about this recently about how companies juggle having a lot of artists, mm-hmm. and usually it's badly. Yeah, <laughs> like they can't maintain juggling having this group and that. Every someone seems to fall by the cracks. Not so much with Hybe. Everyone sort of seems to get the attention that they need. Obviously, some people get more attention, some people don't get as much. But everyone's like doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. All right, next question, or next uh, unpopular next opinion. Statement. Right. Yes. Next unpopular next opinion. Next statement. <laughs> so I have this one. It says, there will never be a big four. It will always be a big three. Oh, Calling I hate it big this four one. is an insult to the legacy of the big three one. added to K-pop. I hate it. Oh, God. So I hate this, this is also, the entire uh, argument for this is God. stands on that. For some reason, the big this person believes that the big three is some type of revered term that is reserved for the three companies who had an impact on the K-pop industry and the history of K-pop and what's behind the companies, which is not well, true. Well, that's at the all, case. You would remove true. YG and add uh, DSP. DSP, then. yeah. Um, and by <laughs> that logic, this was just the, the, the big three was just called the big three because they were the biggest three relevant companies in K-pop at the time, and had exactly. three of the most successful made. types of groups underneath them. Because I, I love it's. It's so insane. I, I like this person who had the metaphor is I hate people when they call people the... That's like saying that Apple's the pioneer of phones. It's like, no. no. Just because they're the biggest phone. Like, no. They also make this the point saying that if cur- you remove 17 or BTS, they're not as... they Hive wouldn't be as popular to be a part of the big four. And the someone says that 
If you remove French fries and a Big Mac, McDonald's wouldn't be nearly as popular as a top three fast food restaurant. Like, no (laughs) shit. Like, that's not... No shit! Like, that's not the front That doesn't make any sense. Remove or like remove Big Bang from YG, and then you're really not getting anything out of YG for a while. Like, yes, yes that's that doesn't the make point. any sense. Oh my god! Like, absolutely. Like, remove the biggest artist from a company, and that company becomes not as popular. Like, also, no shit. to no say kidding. that the big three can never change essentially means that you're looking at DSP, SM, and. I don't know which one came out first, like being big. YG, YG or JYP? Probably. Like YG, probably. probably. It probably doesn't. I think JYP takes a little bit I longer. I think it beats them with uh, Big Bang beats whatever was going on in JYP. Was going on yeah. at, at a uh, uh, JYP yeah. at the time. I agree. I would say probably it would be those three, and they would be unchanged forever. And DSP is now owned by WSP now or RBW. That's Look, look how, but it's like, well, how fucking dare you You remove DSP for uh, JYP Entertainment? Yeah, sure, they have uh, Wonder Girls, uh-huh. but you can't, how dare you disrespect Finkel like that? Yeah. How dare you? Finkel's been, Finkel's been disbanded for fucking years. Well, how dare you disrespect Finkel, by the way, for those who are newer, is where E. Hyori comes from. That is her group that she debuted in and subsequently became a pop, very popular soloist in, in case you're wondering who but Finkel still, is. But still, it's That's like, it, 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 this is just so such a living this is such a i know about about five years of k-pop history and mm-hmm. didn't go back any further i'm like yes you did know about five years k-pop history doesn't mean you know anything i mean they're still inf- from the influential they're still influential groups. currently but i'm saying that the, like, big, not allow th- the it. big three was no not even asking for someone that was created to honor these three founding companies of k-pop honor. like that's not what that term is about even a little that bit that term is an arbitrary term yeah and two um if i think korean media no one is even it. asking that anyone be removed from the big three no. even though you could argue that some of them could be removed yg they're asking the they're just saying that it becomes removed. a big four yeah. yeah they're saying we add, we add a company to it they're not even saying we should remove one because honestly speaking i do think that yg is on thin ice yg can go like truly speaking i do think that the big like as time goes on especially i do think the big three will change more yeah for sure as it should k-pop should be an evolving company these three companies should not be the only beacons of k-pop oh, no. in you should always industry. have no one changing should, industries you should always have changing maybe fucking i don't know starship becomes part of the big four no who gives a f- absolutely not well maybe not, not right now but maybe someday they do we gotta you know that could yeah, change the worst, that could absolutely maybe, change maybe rbw keeps growing maybe yeah maybe rbw becomes bigger I think it's an absolutely ridiculous statement to say that it is a reveal that this is a title bestowed upon you by like it's like I'm sorry these three companies aren't fucking no this isn't God Jesus and the Holy Spirit like (laughs) calm your tits okay like (laughs) amen amen like but like you know it's like this isn't like the holy this is a holy trinity here people these are companies companies come and go some although there are a few that do manage to last hundreds and hundreds of years look at japan somehow they have a select handful of companies that still exist from fucking 500 years ago but but like you know here's the thing i think that there's a lot of companies that can trace back some sort of like k-pop honestly i think people forget how new of it it is very rare for you to find an industry that you can pinpoint like a beginning year roughly and like this ain't like this ain't like calling somebody the king of pop music like pop what is pop 
what year did that begin? I don't know. You can at very least go back to like your 1960s, 50s, that kind of situation in terms of like pure pop music. K-pop starts in the 90s. There is, you can probably get that to a more distinct year, depending on how, where you some started. Some say you it's 1992. Some say it's as we know it is 1996 with yeah, H.O.T. Like there, you know. I, there's at least within a five-year range. Very rarely can you say, like, what year did jazz start? That's a very, that's an innocuous term. Who knows? Yeah. But, like, K-pop itself, you can start. That means that this industry is max- 30 yep the we're still in the infancy of this industry if it even goes any farther this is third the first 30 years yep it changes it evolves it it's whatever it is very rare that you are able to pinpoint the beginning of something as clearly yeah and if we go by as as we know it they're the same age as me basically well all three of us but like they're like we're the exact same age as like the history of korean idol groups as we know it that's that's an insane amount what is weird to think that ever since we've been born this idea has been existed which is crazy the beginning and honestly like it's a thing of like Currently at this time, you you can, we know mostly the history of this whole industry. We've done too much research into it. God, yeah. But it is not that much history to go through so far. And even within that, so much has changed. I can only imagine within the next 30 years how much will change. Yep. And I do think that to say that it, it is unchangeable, that the thing that happened is a fallacy. 20 years, not even 20 years ago. I wouldn't even say that the big three are 20 years old. I would say 15 years. Yeah. The big three is probably titled within the last 15 years, if that. And honestly, I, I truly think that's a mistake if you want to say that that is unchangeable because of that. Yeah, no, I agree right. with you on that. Uh, next one. Next one. All right. I'm, go- I'm looking for, one- for a spicy one. I think there's a couple we could go for. There's spicy ones. I want to try to do a group that we haven't hit yet. Yeah, fair. Because a lot of our spicy ones just go back in a circle. Yeah, kind of. Can I do the stupidest one we have on yes, here? Yes, do it, please. Uh, BTS should have played the 2022 <laughs> American Super Bowl. Yeah, like, what's that about? <laughs> what? I, I don't mean. It's so like, random. I, it really is. Like, like, like I, there's really nothing on here. Just like, they're the biggest musical act in the world. Da, 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 da. Why? Why? I was going to say spicy. I just went with the stupidest one we have. Uh, What? Why? What would be the benefit to anybody? What would be the? Why did we want BTS to play the uh, the, uh, the, the biggest specifically American sports event? Like, yeah, and if it, that's the like, thing too that gets me, it's the NFL. Event. It's not fucking FIFA. Like, <laughs> yeah, FIFA FIFA is different it is than so, the NFL. The NFL, Super Bowl oh, is God, so just just American. Like, I remember when Shakira was announced with J Lo. People were pissed. Yeah. And I'm like, you know she can also sing in English, right? Wild. Like People, people forget about whatever, mad. whenever, I guess. But also, a lot of Latin people live in the States They're and listen racist. to Shakira. I mean, listen Shakira. to Shakira. Uh, did I say Shakira? Wow. Shakira. Shakira. You Shakira. called her Shakira. <laughs> tequila. Tequila, tequila. Oh, God. Chiquita. <laughs> tequila, tequila. Oh god, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm thinking of Hipsta Lie right now. I'm thinking of Hipsta Lie. Um songs I probably should have listened to when I was like we seven or eight Shakira. years old. Hey, I, I want to make Shakira. Love Shakira on this podcast. Like I love Shakira. She's great. I love Shakira. She's amazing. Honestly, but, kind um, of iconic how she revealed her ex was cheating on her because of fucking jam being who knows. Jam it's so I random. Mean, her, hey. 
my one of my favorite not K-pop songs of this year is her Biza rap session. Yes, favorite song of this year. I mean, also she Just might saying. be going through some tax issues though in um Spain. Everyone's going through. Everyone goes through tax. She issues might be in going Spain. to jail. Spain wants their taxes back. Yeah, she's not gonna go to jail. Hopefully not. But um, she's for her not sake, gonna go I'm gonna say right now for sure not going to jail. Probably not. But realistically speaking. How we got onto the Shakira Super Bowl <laughs> show. Super Bowl. JLo, a little bit of a disappointment on that show. Just saying. Yeah, but Shakira was better. Would have loved it to just be Shakira. But it's a specifically American show. People get pissed if they think that a Canadian's going to do it. Like, you think we're going to get BTS? Like, the Patriots no. really comes out. And plus, they're choosing people who are also, relevant in the American music scene. Like, Rihanna did it, who, even though she's Barbados. She's from Barbados because her music... Oh my god, what's a huge significant chunk of mine and a lot of other people's childhoods. Also, a lot like, of no times shit. with the Super Bowl, it it has to be a person that has, one, a long career. Like, these like people are out here doing, like, the Super Bowl is like a culmination of a career in many ways. It's like, you need to have had, like, album on album on album, hit on hit on hit for years. Yeah. At least ten years, I would say. Yep. And then you do the Super Bowl. Even if it's, like, a bad Super Bowl, like, um, I don't know, Coldplay did the Super Bowl. Eh. Like, even if it's not something that's, like, the biggest artist in the world currently, they're not... It's gotta be so, at least something. You gotta have cultural significance over a couple of years. Yeah. Like, like Maroon 5 did the Super Bowl. They, I hate Maroon 5. They're Me too. kind of bad. <laughs> but... You know, they've made hit on hit on hit. Yeah. BTS doing it would have just been a bad idea to everybody involved. Yeah. Also, I can only imagine the racism. I can't even, I, yeah. After it's that. Horrible. It would have been a bad idea for everybody involved. And, and, and the truth to be honest is, BTS don't have the overall American cultural significance also, like someone BTS like Rihanna does. Understands, I don't think BTS maybe has never seen American football. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I doubt, doubt it. that they're fans. Yeah. I, I truly don't think BTS, if I ask BTS, then again, I don't know the rules of American football and I'm American, but still. I truly I, couldn't care less. Considering the fact that I also call it American Bowl. football every time I talk about it, also, I should not be talking about the sport. I mean, football is used abroad. I call soccer, it. So I, that's why. Like, I, that's why I weirdly always call it American football, and I don't. know I just why. can't be bothered. Considering with I sports. also use the term soccer, I don't know. I can't be bothered with sports, to be honest. I can't part. be bothered with sports. I, I play also, two for sports. For the most part, I understand that are not American. Here's that are the thing: not like I understand the rules of many sports. I do not understand the rules of football, and no one has ever been able to explain them to me. In a way that I very com- like, they're, they're okay, I honestly this. very complicated, the rules of American football. I only know that because I got I fucking asked, like, tested what is on going on in high school. Yeah, that's fair enough. But yeah, no, this wasn't good at the possibility. This was a weird take. Like, on top of that, their schedules are busy. I doubt they're going to make time so to busy. plan for a show for the a game American that they don't know. Yeah. They would have gotten booed so fucking bad. I know. Can you? Because I I can also imagine the people watching the also, Super Bowl are not. There's not a huge overlap. Also, with I want to point out fans. one thing. I want to read this one person's comment because I'm also like, oh shit, that would have been even worse. The because t- this was about the 2022 Super Bowl. This wasn't about the Super Bowl that just happened. Yeah. Because this was months ago. The 2022 Super Bowl takes place in Inglewood, a part of Los Angeles that is predam- that is predominantly African American. So the artists that end up doing it were Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Can you imagine if that community 
after the one before that was in Atlanta and Maroon 5 did it, would have gotten the representation of BTS. Yeah. That would- there have been fucking riots. Oh, yeah. Uh, rightfully so, because that is not- that's an interesting take. On top of that, music acts like Dre and Snoop Dogg do resonate with a lot of football players, too. Frankly, like and resonate with of... a lot of more. They have more broad appeal. Yeah, they have more broad I think appeal, but also like the oh, Super Bowl is... has to be truly the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl halftime show has to be the most broadly appealing show of the entire year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It needs to be the show everybody wants to see. In theory, <laughs> in uh, it should. I'm talking about in terms of who they decide to use for it. Oh yeah, you need to try to hit as many demographics as possible. Pretty much. So you can keep around in the intermission break, pretty much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh... To I, watch more ads, which is the only reason football happens. I mean, they also say the best ads for that time, too, pretty much. Like, it's, it's Super Bowl's known for the crazy yeah, ads. Yeah, which is why, watch, watch soccer. There are no ads. There are only, like, 15 minutes of ads, and then they never play another ad for the entire thing. You're out of there in an hour and a half. <laughs> It's you're out of there in two hours. You have to sit. A football game takes like four hours. Too it long. is kind of cool though to watch. Like I will say the one long. thing on a side tangent. It's kind of cool to see the camera go across the field, zooming on the little wires. Kind of. It's kind of. It takes me out of it. I'm, I remember it was like a preseason game. I went to once in my area for a professional football NFL team. Uh, I don't want to say which one, so I don't dox myself. But um. It was kind of fun. I was mainly paying attention to the camera on top. Zooms down the middle of the field yeah, and zooms back uh, up. That was the American thing that got me. American football games have too many ads in them. Yeah. They they do they play for two seconds and then have three ads. I'm bored. Uh, moving on. Moving Kayla? on. No, I think it's Maria. Oh, is it my or turn? Maria. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Oh, boy. What's a good one to do? I kind of want to do a spicy one. Oh, here we go. Okay. Constructive criticism is severely lacking within the K-pop community, in parentheses, an in-depth analysis of I does not equal doll by Ha Yu Jin. So, yeah, essentially this person's kind of making a, a summary, it seems, like, of, like, okay, I does not equal doll, you know, not being as great as it could have been kind of deal, even though the message is good and that there probably should be more constructive criticism, even if this songs that's creative is more personal to the person kind of deal i think that's the best way i can summarize it and that constructive criticism is not attacked it is merely a learning opportunity that's being offered take a step back and examine the media you're consuming with a critical eye in mind is it a transformative and impactful piece of music or is it merely tolerable you know kind of deal I think the people and, who have this type of opinion are not on the right side of the k-pop yes. fandom yes I also do because think it that... exists for sure. It's just that when people think K-pop, they think immediately the stand they culture think... of K-pop. Yes, and that clearly it doesn't exist there. Like that's true. Like if you just go to the there are definitely like surface yeah, there's sections of the community fandom, where it's kind of like true. toxic positivity. I would say is yeah. the the kind of deal. Yeah, hundred percent. But also, I do there. There's like there's like eighteen different layers to this because mm -hmm. there's the people because then you also get into the K-pop community spaces where they're like, 
okay, but we're the place you can talk about anything. And then they just proceed to talk about how this idol's fat, ugly, and uh, they suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not Which is constructive also criticism. not the place. So, like, you gotta be. find the correct pot. Like, it's either toxic positivity. There's the toxic negativity. Yeah. There's the people that know what they're talking about. And then there's the people that shit on the people that like something. Yeah. So there's, like, 18 different sides to this question. There is. And you gotta find one pocket. I guess, like, I guess for me, in terms of Hallyu Jen, because that's mainly the focus of this question, I think it's one of those words, like, I think people were praising this song a lot and because of how, of the honesty of it all. And I think, you know, Yujin um, Jin did, um, you know, she drew, she drew the music video. She created all that music video entirely, which I think, I will say this, I think there's room for her for improvement, but this was a great first step for her, you know? Like, becoming a songwriter, working on music for her. You know, you could see that there are good attributes there, but there, I will not lie and say that she definitely has room for improvement, And I, but I think she's going so far in a good direction. But there definitely could be things to be tied up in her end of things. And I think criticism in terms of that for improvement for her would be fair. As with other idols yes. who do decide to try to make their own music and such like that. Maybe yeah, yeah. some could have benefited from that more. There's a certain group I'm thinking about that we've gone in depth with a lot. <laughs> There's like 15 <laughs> groups I'm thinking about that we've gone in depth with. One in particular, our big about. claim the frame oh, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking definitely. about. Oh, yes. Yeah. I like yes. I like this song. I think it's fun, but I don't know I have anything like no- about music and don't care to analyze music no. at that depth of a level, really. Exactly. Ever, so. Yeah. Again, I think that there is, like, this person seems to be doing fine. I also think that there's a level of these constructive criticisms that almost makes people feel bad for liking music. So well, we yeah, shouldn't. Get into that. Which though. you yes. shouldn't. Which yes. you should yes. not. I'm just talking specifically about like I think that there's a level of constructive criticism that I don't think it should ever get to the point where it's like, well, this song's dumb and you're dumb for liking it. Which is again, we shit on songs every day. Yeah, we we're all, about to record we another it, episode. We do make it. Clear. We make it very clear that like if you like it, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I do think that there is a level at which certain people are... It's like when an asshole's like, well, I'm brutally honest. And I'm like, yeah, and? Does it make you less of an asshole? No. But I do think, though, for some reason, though, in the scheme of K-pop, for some reason, constructive... Like, in other genres, I feel like constructive criticism is so normal. It Here depends in K-pop, on what genre you're talking about. Because also, I think that toxic positivity is also... Probably the most normal thing currently. I think toxic positivity is like number one. I do think it depends. Well, I think for K-pop, I think it's the most normal, for- but I think in other music genres, like yes, there. Have you ever been on Twitter? I've been on Twitter for certain groups. Everything and everything is fucking toxic. Like anytime someone makes a negative comment, people get people get very butthurt about it. Because I also do think that it comes from a like it, there's a lot going on. But like, what music genre though overall. are you talking about? Are you talking just K-pop? I think you're or talking, talking about American everything? pop music no, specifically. Every, like K-pop, I think I'm most exposed to. But also, like, I follow a bunch of people that talk about just regular like top forty music stuff. Yeah, that, okay. and that's also pop music. Yeah, pop music, I can see it, but other but things. Also, hip-hop but also, hip hop is not. Hip hop that gets pop, but also hip hop is top forty now because everything's top forty because yeah. it's the most popular thing out there. I think it dep- like you're talking like on like you're talking more. Because you're into it. You're talking, I think, some of the more, like, in-depth genre-specific stuff. Anything that gets popular will become 
Anything oh, that yeah. has a stand culture around it. The stand culture does not The stand culture is what's Depend- doing it. And so anything that has a very intense stand culture around it, the toxic positivity is going to be there. And the problem with the internet is that everything has a stand culture around it now. Yeah. No matter if the smallest little, like, indie movie to, like, marketing, like, Disney, everything has stand culture around it now. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. Do be a lot. It do be a lot. It do be a lot. So I do think you just have to find your community of people. Mm-hmm. Like I do think that there is place for constructive criticism. I do think that like sometimes people do need to pick and choose their battles. Because don't go into yeah. like don't go into certain areas where you know like pick and choose your battles sometimes. Like you sort of like with a lot of online K-pop communities, you kind of have to you sco- get the vibe. you have to scope out the vibe before you just yeah start you gotta scope out the vibe. Yeah, exactly. And then if it's not the vibe that you're looking for, you don't leave. try to change yeah. it. Because I've also seen people try to change vibes, and it's like, like that's a gonna, that's a losing battle already. Like, you're you're just not gonna change can't. the tide of that river, honey, with your paddle boat. Right. Like it's not in terms of criticizing like an idol though like personally i would keep it to just like what their skill level as an idol or musician is never never criticize an idol for like things that they cannot get attacks then that's like that's that is sometimes where yeah that is also where it's where you get those things of people being like well i'm just brutally honest and i'm like yes but it does not give you a right to just be an asshole no yeah talking about how people are like dumb ugly like going into personal attacks on the person of like that's not okay which is also what eugen does talk about in that song as well you know criticizing again a lot of that i think is an influence though from korean culture as is considering it's very um i think in a lot of aspects when it comes to physical appearance it comes off very vain so like i can kind of see where she's also getting that from too but also, but you know, also, she, but a lot of times another thing to keep in mind is that when you about p- idols on the internet does often go into Vain. well, they're annoying, they're this, they're that, they're they've had plastic surgery, they've done this, and I'm sweetheart, like, sweetheart, everyone's had plastic surgery. <laughs> everyone's had plastic surgery. But also, what is wrong with that? Yeah. Why is that so wrong for you? Why are you upset about that? Why does that make you like? Why have we? Why is this argument devolved into us calling each other names? And also you calling these idol names. Why yeah. has happened? No, that, honestly, and that's the main thing that Eugen is criticizing in her song. The other problem I think a lot of times with constructive criticism is that people like to criticize, but also don't like to know what they're talking about. Yeah. Because to constructively criticize something, you need to have a at least a basis knowledge in it. Uh-huh. And I do think that that is the problem. Mm-hmm. Or at least try to understand it. It's like everyone, you know, like, I don't know, recently you hear about, for example, I'm pulling this out of my ass because it's a recent topic, but the SPV bank stuff, you know, you're hearing everyone now say their own opinions as to why SPV fucking collapsed as a bank and failed and blah, blah, blah. When it's like, well, maybe we should talk to the economic experts about that. Yeah, like maybe we should just like start throwing stuff around when we have no knowledge, when you have no knowledge on the topic of that to begin with. Yeah. SBV, I'm talking about is Silicon Valley Bank. In case anyone's curious, we're not but, getting um, into that. We're not getting into that, but that, that's we're just not, an example of on. like, oh, Kayla, go, go, yeah. go, go, Kayla. Let's not talk about economics. Yeah, no, we live in a capitalist hellscape. We do. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, the one, this one, I like that says it just says seventeen has too many members. That's the one I was looking at. Um, that one's great. It says I love seventeen now. They're one of my old groups, but they kind of have an overwhelming amount of members. 
Um, they kind of don't. And it shows they think they put some at a disadvantage for them. It took long to get to know them because there were too many people. And when they first started liking them, it was tough to form biases because they each have like two lines in a song and they barely fit into pictures. Blah, blah, blah. I see the number of members as a strength now, but I know these sentiments are shared by a lot of my friends that get into K-pop. Again, also, I disagree is, uh, over, is winning. Winning. By yeah, yeah disagree is yeah. winning. Um, I, my thing with, the, with this is that this becomes your advantage-disadvantage of having a large group. Like yeah. the same disadvantage-advantage you have from having a tiny group. You can say there's, like, similar advantages and disadvantages, like, opposite advantages-disadvantages from having, like, a tiny group like your Blackpinks and your TXTs. Right. Whereas Seventeen is able to do so much with their songs, with their choreos. They have, like, an immense amount of freedom to do essentially whatever they want musically and dancing because there's an overwhelming amount of people. Yeah. They can do formations. They can do music. Everyone's got a mil- different voice. I think that's the, the one of As my. As opposed to these tiny groups. One of the that biggest are strengths in line the whole that time. I think big groups have is the choreography. And there's yeah, just absolutely, like, the yeah. incredibly more options they have with like interesting formations and everything like that. True. It's a strength that they group. know how to utilize yeah. that. And I do well. think 17 is one is. of those groups that knows how to utilize yes, it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Almost a perfection degree. Like they have been able to do it so well. I think also they're. I also think that the choice in vocals is a big I 17 not so much because they do have their like standout vocalists yeah. but realistically speaking you have these different counts of people different people can get showcased in different songs which gives you that like creative freedom of well if this song this person's voice doesn't fit as much this person takes lead at that point and it works out very well mm-hmm. as opposed to like tiny groups where the dancing is very limited to what you can do with like three or four or five people yeah. And, like, vocally, you're sort of dealing with the same four or five people. Yes, you are able to learn these people faster, but in a weird way, if they don't, it's weird to say this, but if you don't, they don't appeal to you, that group gets written off. Yeah. There's 13 members, 17. You're going to like somebody. Mm-hmm. And they're all a bunch of very different, but still a lot of weirdos. And I love 17. That's why I call them weirdos, because they're weird. I do agree that they're it took weird. them a, a bit to find the balance of having it that does. but i mean that's just like any group is gonna take about to figure out their group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i also think that happens with tiny groups i think you gotta figure mm-hmm. out how these people fit together because god only exactly. knows how long people have been god only knows how long any of these groups have known each other whether they were like together for pre-debut for years and training together or opposed to like coming together right at the end to make the group mm-hmm. so it depends but i think once you hit the balance i think i kind of almost kind of miss big groups in a not way, a thing yeah. Anymore. Not they're, really. They're really, they're really not. Like they're, at least especially there's, there like isn't really too many groups, groups more than like ten or nine. Eight, I would say, I think or nine, eight. I, I would say now it averages nine. out to eight or nine. Yeah. Being a large group. There's very few. There isn't anyone to double digits. Ten or more people. <laughs> yeah, ten is like I. What is even the last? Nine eyes got gravity. Nine eyes got ten people. Yeah, but that that I'm talking like like popular big groups. I think Nuvu will always make bigger groups. Well, like, how how big's Gravity? Eight, I think. Is that ten? Oh, shit, Gravity is eight. Damn. I'm trying to think of, like, the last, like, large, a lot of people group that we had. The boys are pretty old at this point. Treasure? Treasure is pretty big. Treasure is at 12. Well, Treasure is, I think, now ten people. Yeah, I think they're ten people now. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I do think that overall, we like, can't even get it out of voice like planet a dying anymore because vo- the vo- produce groups voice used planet, to be eleven, yeah. and now we're getting nine. So if only it was eleven. No, then then we definitely get Hui. Never mind. I Thank know, God it's nine. We've talked about that before. Where it's like we hate that it's nine, but also very happy that it, it's helpful that it's nine. It's helpful to us personally yeah. that it's nine. But, no, realistically speaking, I do think that 17 is, like, of a dying breed. Yeah. No one's reaching 13. No there, no one else that's, like, even close to 13 It's also impressive, anymore. too, that they are able that to still, all maintain. still That they're all still there. Yeah. For now. It's maintained for, for now, so long. But we'll see how long that continues Honestly, in the future. Honestly, they seem very happy. They do. Which is shocking. Maybe them. I mean, honestly, maybe it's also Hive just... Even after acquiring plot, it's just kind of being like, we'll give you more resources. We'll give you this, this, and that. Well, you guys keep doing like, what you're doing. Look at 17. Nothing fundamentally has changed about 17 pre and post high acquisition. You barely notice it. Yeah. They've been making the same music they were before. Yeah, it sounds different, but every 17 song sounds different. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's not like they took out any writers. The writing is still being done by the same group of people that was doing it before. Everything's still the same. Because they're still technically under Pletus, which is a company within Hybe now. I don't know. I'm very happy for them. I'm happy it's all going well for them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have too many people because I do think that that is just a like calculated decision. They got the advantages, but you take the disadvantages that come with, yeah, it takes right. longer to learn all these people. But, you know, once you do, it's like, damn, you're invested once you learn all of them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. What's what's another one we got? What's another one? I think it's your turn, Sammy. I, I'm interested in this one because this one almost jumps off of our last one, which is 17 is the most well-rounded third-gen group. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting because they're they're talking specifically about, like, that they have great dancers, great vocalists. Uh, the rapping works with, within, the gr- within the group itself. Mm-hmm. They do their own writing and everything just sort of works within the discography. And I do think that is actually a very good benefit there. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with this person in that they're not ever saying that it's the best. Even though I do think with two of them, they have some of the best. I do think they have some of the best dancing and some of the best. I mean, I vocals. think it's easy to say yes. that one of the I best. Think the but... Rap is, but I think the rap within the songs works extremely well. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing is they don't have good rappers, but they have rappers that work for what they do with their music. Exactly. Yes. And I, that's their biggest thing, but they've been able to balance that within their own yeah. group. And they have a lot of rappers because there's 13 of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think that that's actually... I would I, I would have... Yeah, I... I think it's pretty They're correct. They're very well-rounded. Yeah. yeah, the people are saying it's popular, so it seems like a lot of people agree it is that, popular. you know, not a bad group. Are No, and it, no one's saying that they are a bad group, but I do think that they're, they're I, I like the term well-rounded. Yeah. yeah. In the that, thing. they, they, I think personally, I do think that they excel vocally and dance-wise. I do think they're some of the best, they have some of the best vocalists, probably within third gen, and I think their group choreographies are phenomenal. But I also think that's partially also the benefit of having 13 people. True that. You can do amazing things with dance with 13 people. Oh, yeah, you can. That's having all the members plus backup dancers at any given time. And it also does allow you an added benefit that I don't think a lot of people realize is that it does allow you to do even harder dances because the person singing, it doesn't look weird if they're not moving. Yeah. Unlike in a tiny group where it's like you kind of have to tone down the dance if you also want them to sing it live. Right. As opposed to a bigger group where, like, sure. And also, they don't get as tired. Because <laughs> you can s- fragment them better. 
I do think they're very well-rounded. I like them. Also, they're very inter- – they were also mentioning that they do a lot of, like, well-rounded in the fact that they're also quite entertaining, that they also do a bunch of variety shows. And I'm like, yeah, no, they're fun. They're just an enjoy – they're, they're an all-around group that's enjoyable to watch in all aspects. Right. Good for yes, them. Yes, they are. They're, like, some of the better ones to come out of third gen – terms of all roundness too and like honestly their come up is so impressive i like Mesa yeah. them honestly they saved that company from fucking bankruptcy they did they did they really did now they're because Pledis they, was kind of a shit show around that time Pledis left newest in japan yeah yeah when 17 was debuting because they did not have the money to bring them home and newest said this too correct like this newest thing. yes newest had admitted this that's insane. That's like so embarrassing. On they were just sort of left there for a little bit. It's fine. It's just like you guys look at that. Then they time. saved newest, and then somehow newest got saved. I mean, they could have left them in a war country. So yes, not the worst thing, I guess. Japan, but still. All right, another one. Let's see here. Got to pick a. Got to do a good one. All right, so let's start with Hyde makes terrible. Mu- the way Hyde makes music is terrible. And no, the problem isn't the voice filter. So apparently this person clearly does not care for high music as much. This is not too long doesn't care for literally anything high. Everything is shit. Yeah, they mentioned about their music to be incredibly repetitive, uh, to be incredibly, have incredibly repetitive bits, referencing good boy gone bad and anti-fragile and hot, hot feeling so hot, 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 hot. Hot. And probably a reference to 17's Hot, I'm assuming. Uh, that is just the chorus of 17's Hot, yes. Yeah, for like hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot. Yeah. Final, they're saying that the final choruses have nothing behind them, that it's always the same as the others. Um, uh, they, let's they see They want here. that YG ending to them, they they're, you. It's very plain and generic, the songs. Um, saying that it's mostly about 17, the Seraphim, kind of BTS, TXT, kind of New Jeans, and an hyphen. Don't really know anything about Fromis 9 or the other artists. What other artist is she talking about? Zico? I, I have no idea, I guess. She kind of listed all of them. Uh, just for Fromis. They also mentioned for, some, for more songs I think follow the same formula is Yet to Come, Permission to Dance, Darling, Paradox Invasion, Fearless, No Celestial, March, About You, Circles, Opening Sequence, and Thursday's Child. Other than Circles, I want to point out that some of these are some of- Other than Circles and Permission to Dance, I love all of these songs. Yeah, pretty much. I would also like to and say I that I feel like or the format dance. this person is talking about is the format is that songs? Of, of songs in general. Yeah. Because also, I, I like this person saying, I dislike the way High writes lyrics. I hate the uh, producers making instrumentals. I hate how the songs <laughs> are cut. I hate how... T- I'm like, so you hate music. Yeah. So you just don't like songs. I'm like, that's just what... Because um, I feel you, like it also sounds like they, they specifically have a problem with song structure. And I'm like, there's only yes. so much you can do with song structure. I think this person's really into that Lapala song that doesn't have There's a second no verse. Second at least verse. they switched it up, man. They switched it up. The only other song I can think of that is weird is like Rocket Punches Bim Bam Bum, where it has two separate choruses and it like, like, and then the two choruses are the <laughs> ending chorus together. It's like a weird song format, but that's it's like, like, a weird, like yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the only ones I can think of off the top of my mind that, that, are, that do not follow. That do the not same. follow also, like a verse chorus, verse chorus, verse, bridge chorus, end chorus. Yeah, verse but also. Chorus. But also, this person doesn't like when songs have uh, 
I like that she's talking about how High wrote these songs. All of these songs were written by different people. That's also yeah. what I was Seventeen about to bring up because, like, their production because, like, Woozy like, writes they, clearly a lot of the all Seventeen of stuff. But I'm like, these are not all the same them. people who write all people. these songs. I don't think this person. And, like, also repetitive like, songs and pop music, if anything, the biggest inspiration most of these people making these songs for these groups is, is from, like, American pop music and the yeah. pop music Swedish people made. Yeah. Like, repetitiveness. It's, it I'm, comes from the I'm, West, I'm y'all. Ask, I, I have, a, I like people asking down here, just like, can you describe songs with the opposite problem? And they're like, DM and Zero Times One Equals Love song. I'm like, those songs also have repetitive I chords. was like, DM... I can't think of anything about DM that makes it significantly different than any of his other songs. And then someone's just like, are you kidding me? The repetitive chorus is a thing for all groups. Like, (laughs) Like, yeah. I'm looking at these responses. Like, Like, I'm sorry, but K-pop auto groups are not going to make unconventional songs for the most part. There's going to be some form of conventional, like, pop music attributes to them. Yeah. Like, unconventional music coming from indie artists here, okay? What type of K-pop do you like? And not, never, no one's giving an answer. Right. And then someone just said, I disagree. The only problem with Hype songs for me is the vocal effects. Which, like. It's like, that I understand It's a production more. choice. Like, that's, that I, I think, a better That makes more that sense. Is, like, that makes way more a, sense. But that, yeah, you can have an argument about that. Because, but that also, that at that point becomes, like, a company. The amount of, t- with the amount that it's being done seems like a specific artist like stylistic choice for the company yeah not so much a like i don't it just it's very odd this this seems because also none of these songs are the same in any capacity like she's talking about like pure pop to more of an r&b sound to like like a bit of a reggaeton like what exactly makes these songs the same she hates it when you repeat one word in the chorus multiple times it's like i got that for sure is a problem but it's like none of it really makes a lot of sense and someone just said you sneaked kind of bts at the end without being able to name a reason like you did for the other groups (laughs) yeah but those problems are literally what what k-pop all k-pop is and kind of just what songs are generally Unless you're into, yeah. like, very also experimental the fact that music. I, I want to point out, again, I keep saying this, but all of these companies within Hybe, so Source and Pledis have free autonomy to make whatever music they want to make. And Adore. All of these people are making songs completely unaffiliated with each other. And they have said this before. They are fully autonomous companies. Yeah. So what about the so? And I point, I, I, I would throw KOZ in there too, kind of at this and point. KOZ, but I'm just saying, but, yeah. like every KOZ was not brought into this conversation specifically. Fair enough. But I'm like, just saying, still. like every company is in their own autonomous situation. So essentially, it's almost like you're comparing co- songs from different companies. <laughs> Pretty much. Because and it's, it's different that you... than something like SM, where SM has, like, in-house songwriters who make music for, like, every single yeah. group that's there. Like, that's... Or through, through like, planning, yeah. Right. really. Yeah, but... but, like, this is different people making songs. And, yes, there might be some producers that... But that just means that these people went out to the producers and are working with them in an individual... Like, it's not that Hive is like, now you go do this song for Seventeen. It's just sometimes people overlap because everything is, you know, if you're in the same building, talk. I mean, they all do share the same buildings at this point. Yeah, it's a massive-ass building. Yeah. Big building. 
But yeah, on to the next one, I guess. All right, so... On to the next one. The next one is... I think it's too early to declare that Hype surpassed SM as the top K-pop agency. And this was clearly written before... This was the SM, um, this is the Hive acquisition of SM or attempted acquisition, and then the not acquisition of Hive and acquisition of SM. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, Again, I think that overall, uh, it does. It might be a little too early to say that it is like officially Hive is number one. Yeah, I think that there is still a point where it is like Hive. I think not still ambiguous. I wouldn't really. say ambiguous. Yeah, I think we're up there where they're at this moment probably on par with each other. I think what is sort of helping Hive now is like this year has sort of helped Hive immensely in that. Uh, for it is sort of proven everybody wrong in terms of what they thought was going to happen to Hive uh-huh. and proven everybody right with uh, SM's downfall. Yeah. Because, like, I remember last year everybody was really concerned about, well, BTS is gone, the downfall of Hive is imminent. And I'm like, well, we're here. BTS is probably more active than ever. Somehow. And here we are with them continuing to be excessively popular. They have multiple, the of it all. multiple massive hit new groups now. Multiple. Multiple. And then you have whatever the fuck's going on with the embarrassment of SM. Right. Yeah. Which even, sure, taking out the fact of uh, SM's acquisition and how that puts them in terms of, like, their standing in terms of power, their statements at the very least are embarrassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can I can see this from like a legacy standpoint because yeah. SM has existed much longer and has like been a very important part of like the founding of K-pop. Yes. But like sales-wise with Hive and Big Hit being so much younger of a company but still being massively successful and on par revenue-wise now with SM is very impressive. If anything, more, higher revenue than yeah. SM, potentially. Yeah. I also Which, don't like how in the middle yeah. of this post, they talk about how, um, they make a, a really, like, a slight at the BTS fandom, and say how the fandom is annoying, which I'd like to say the SM stands equally, if not more annoying, than the BTS fandom. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, I would say the SM stands are more annoying in that they're standing a company. For one reason only. They're standing a co- they're standing a corporation. Yeah. Hive stands Hive stands. Uh BTS stands are standing BTS. That's a group of people. If you're I mean, well, there probably are Hive stands that are standing. There are a Hive stands, but... sure. We 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 facetiously call ourselves the Hive whores. But that's because we're being. But also, we're not completely we're making fun of those people. Yeah, we're we're being it as a tongue-in-cheek kind of way. We still yeah, criticize we're Hybe, like calling ourselves. That we still criticize Hybe, like you know, we're not we're not that ignorant, you know, to no. potential problems there. But, but I do just think that this is again so much of Hybe of the arguments against Hybe being one. The legacy argument is good. The legacy good not. Is there good? But the legacy argument is an argument you can use. The legacy argument is an argument that makes sense. Yeah, because the argument it's that true. oh, well, BTS is popular right now and they have annoying fans. That doesn't help your argument. That that's not. not an argument you need to like. That's one of the arguments that for somehow always gets brought up. It detracts up. from the argument for sure, and it detracts from the argument you have. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Like, and also, I think Hive would agree too that Hive's biggest problem at this point is maintaining is themselves over a, a long legacy, term. But you can't. But here's the thing with a legacy. Yeah. There's only so much they can do to fix that. Like, yeah. you can't. It just is. I, I what think Hive knows too. Hive knows that they have to prove themselves over a set year time yeah, as a there's conglomeration like, there's to get no them that such point. thing as like, because like, sure, you can do that, but also uh, at the end here. They say that Isuman selling shares of oh god, they read the last paragraph here. Let me see. I see. Isuman BTS. Isu, uh, imminent Isu, selling of his shares in SM. Shares SM is either going to CJ E and M or Cacao. That serves <laughs> to what Hive is doing for the past three years. That is. I oh, know. this is great. I know. <laughs> I think Hive still needs to improve their business model, which they claim to be similar to a tech company approved Korean fans, international fans, critics, and GP that it can outdo any K-pop industry, especially in SM, since their recent acquisition also makes an impression that they are monopolizing the K-pop industry. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what is this future sur uh, sooth saying? Look at wow. that. Wow. Look at that. The, the at writing was that. on the wall. Said <laughs> like it, that one, read it. Literally like a full year. <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> like a year ago this got put on. Amazing. But also like I feel like that's I mean to be fair, legacy wise, yeah, Hive still has to prove themselves Here's to the corporation. The thing, but they I need time. You need time. And, you need time to yeah. make a legacy. You can't make a legacy from one. And Hive's aware of that, which but I think I Hive is trying to, to work the towards future that. Sure of I'm interested to see the future of both companies because that's where the truth unfolds. Because yes. again, we talked about in the last episode, there's a lot of companies that have legacy. Like by that logic, DSP has legacy. Yeah, but not current. So like up until like maybe Rainbow DSP has legacy, but otherwise after yeah, that, it yeah, kind of falls that, out. It yeah, takes a decline really yeah. fast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting, well, honestly. I, I don't I know how many years, though, it would make sense to how wait. How long is it? I mean, here's the Ten thing. Ten years? Less than that? The legacy, the legacy argument we talked about before. K-pop's 30 years old. There's only so much legacy you can even have. Like, it's not... It doesn't take that long to make a similar legacy to SM because it's a very new industry. Yeah. It only takes maybe 10 years? Maybe? Maybe. Because like, would it be 10 years in this case, it, or would it be, like, already, even five? Hive is already, like, eight years, not eight years old, but, like, because they're already at least ten years old. And, like, over time, the legacy grows. So, like, it's not that they're, you know, it doesn't Well, Hive technically is only was founded in 2021, so, like, I mean, Big not Hit's high, but, like, you want to take hit, it back to probably. Big Hit. Big Hit, Platis a little bit, like... I think you want. I think if you you're know. looking at the history of Hive, you start with the. I think it ties directly into the history of Big Hit. I don't yeah. think you can take the legacy of Pletus and add it to the legacy of Hive because that doesn't. I don't think that works out because then that means you got to add an after school, and I don't think that works out. Yeah, probably not. By that highly. logic, you can't take the success of after school and put it on Hive. But I do think the success of BTS goes on to high. I also yeah. want to say that the addition of Quangya as an argument for SM is a big detracting point for me as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that, that the too. minute you bring up Quangya, I don't like, like you've the, lost the, me. the legacy's diminished <laughs> a bit. I think it ruins the legacy a little bit. Because at that point, that just proves desperation. Mm -hmm. And I think desperation diminishes it your does. argument. All right, you want to end up on the last, last one? Last one.
which is the opposite of the last argument with the the argument for this one uh-huh. which is hive to be specific bts txt and hype and lee seraphim has the best music for groups out of the big four uh oh disclaimer they didn't mention 17 or from is because they're not familiar and also this was nine months ago so before, before new jeans new existed jeans. yeah so i think you can probably add new jeans they probably would they probably would not to speak for uh, this person also, and they, they say are... yes i am a hype stam in all caps so there yes you go. they are also a lot of this is a bunch with uh top tier b-sides having like cohesive albums they like the product they like everything the other person hated uh-huh. <laughs> which is fine you know um you know. Yeah, you know. It's a pre- I, it's a preference thing. It's all a preference thing. I mean, the most of these companies, they it. all do kind of different production styles, and it all kind yeah. of mostly comes Again, down to preference I think you can always, Yeah. You can always... Maybe not so much with JYP, because all their artists are weirdly different and weird, but everyone else kind of has a very company-wide sound, yeah. mm-hmm. which is fine. And again, it's all like everything in music, entirely based on your preferences. You can hate something I like, I can hate something you like. It's fine. Kumbaya. Kumbaya fucking yeah. I will Kumbaya. say I do think Hybe yeah. does have a lot of very cohesive albums. Oh, they do. They do. I think Hybe Hybe is a very a company that is very very clearly sets out what the concept is for that for that comeback and make sort of everything fit that concept whether that be the actual comeback and they don't just throw whatever b-sides they have in the vaults lying yeah. around yep yeah i mean it, you know it's kind of like a summarization that a lot of our preferences for groups and stuff kind of come down I mean, to here's taste the of other music. thing with b-sides yeah. txt is one of our favorite b-sides for three years yeah so it just makes Male all the b-sides in my opinion. They're good very B-sides. good beasts. They have amazing B-sides. Yep. Phenomenal B-sides for uh, TXC. But also, I think all the cur- all the groups very much, very clear, know their strengths, play to those strengths, mm-hmm. and go f- and do very good beasts. Very catchy B-sides, yes, too. Yes, yes. The B-sides don't sound like throwaways, which is a thing that I think a lot of companies struggle with. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because Hybe has... I mean, it could be because Hype has more money, but, um, you know, like... It could be, but I also feel like, um, because a lot of people in Hype groups are involved in, like, song production, I feel like having the group's actual opinions on how, like, helps to make yeah. the albums more cohesive I also do think that, like, in not so much, I'm talking, like, money, not so much with the big three, but with, like, minor, smaller companies... Sometimes you don't got money for like the big songs yeah. for the no, great songs, and they, it's it is just an interesting uh, way to look at it. Yeah, and I they're mean, cohesive. I think that that's a good thing. Yeah, there's a lot of planning. I feel that goes into any hype comeback. Right, yeah. a lot of planning based on like these pseudo these kind of documentaries, quote unquote, that they do for some of their groups. It's kind of like yeah, there's a lot of thought behind a lot of this crap, you know. A lot of thought. But yeah. Woo. 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 Yay. Unpopular. Hive kind opinions. of popular. Hive opinions. Hive opinions. Woo-hoo. So many of these were unpopular, but in dumb ways. Yeah. <laughs> no, BTS will not go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, Bumgy was not going to be Cha Woo. <laughs> And even the TXT even ones I've sense. seen previously, even though we didn't really talk about anything TXT related, like, 
Other than that, uh, Young Jin is gonna not be Chao yeah. Wu. <laughs> Stop saying. I mean, that. a lot of it too. It's just, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, once you put your thoughts on the internet, especially once you put on your something thoughts for, on the internet, you're open to be talked about on any. Podcast. Especially on a sub just that's that. about unpopular K-pop opinions. Like you put your thoughts in not just I mean, a post, but also in the comments. Opinions. I think some of them are really dumb. Yeah. Also, some of them, are, most of them, are made by trolls. But still, yeah. And also, a lot of this is just meant to be kind of stupid in the first place. Like it's it's music. Again, we We're needed out an easy episode. We needed an easy episode. Yeah. So this was fun. Woohoo! Yay! Nice Yay. fun time to kill sometime. Nice, 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 nice. Um, yeah. So we are available on all major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcast and Spotify. We also have a YouTube channel where we post all our episodes along with clip videos every week as well. And with that, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.